0: Exodus chapter 6, if you have your Bibles, here we go with my voice, not used to singing and preaching both, and I sing a couple of songs this morning, and voila, there goes my voice, Exodus chapter 6, and uh, I'm going to begin with verse 6, I'm going to read verses 6, 7, and 8 today, and uh, see what the Lord has in store for us this morning, amen. Say, along with Brother Brandon, how thankful we are for all of our guests being with us today, and um, just uh, always, always appreciative of folks that choose to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Exodus chapter 6, verse number 6 Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. in unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob and I will give it you for an heritage I am the Lord I am the Lord I'm going to preach the obvious this morning sometimes when we're preaching we often look for the hidden things of scripture and bring them to light and and uh, in Bible school they normally would tell us don't um, don't preach the obvious so much. People can read the obvious, find the hidden things of Scripture, and uh, sometimes we we often try to uh, try to, to to accomplish that. But this morning I am going to preach the obvious. I'm going to let the text preach to, preach itself, if you please, today, and uh, I'm going to preach an expository uh, message slash lesson to you today. Uh, and uh, for a title I'm choosing to use today, When God Says I Will. When God Says I Will. Lord, help us this morning with your word today. Lord, as we speak what you have laid upon our heart, I pray this morning, O oh God, that you would minister the strength and the help that we need, Lord, to preach what you have laid upon our heart. Let every heart and mind be open to your word in Jesus' name. Let everyone say amen. God bless you today. You may be seated. When God says, I will. In our text, I see very obviously that there are about seven things that I want to spend a little time on each of those today to point Out that the Lord, the scripture's full of God's eye wills. And in these three short scriptures, the Lord speaks to Israel, and he speaks to them during their time of captivity, and he is speaking into their situation, and he gives them seven. I wills. He tells them there's seven things that I am going to do for you. And those, of course, those seven things are are so different. And the reason that I choose to speak them to you this morning and to remind you of this text today is because when God says, I will, it's much different than when you or I say, I will. Uh, When I first uh, married when I married my wife, um, we we made vows and we pledged to one another to be together and to stay together. Uh, and uh, in those vows, um, we 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 pledged to um, to do some things that uh, perhaps it can be difficult sometimes for her to uh, honor and obey. And sometimes uh, I can be difficult to love and to cherish. And uh, we understand those things. But we think in terms of human, uh, human reasoning. And so when we tell people I will, often we what we mean is, is we will within reason. We will within our human capabilities. We we will. We will we will be a friend. We will stick by your side. Uh, we will help you. And people make all kind of promises that. Well, something gets in the way, and as soon as something gets in the way, the phone rings and, well, I'm sorry, uh, something more important got in the way. The job called, the ox is in the ditch, I'm not feeling well, or any other excuse that we can muster. And so we think in terms of human reasoning. So when we say, I will, we we mean to the best of our ability. But when God says, I will, you can take it to the bank. Because it is absolute certain that when God says, I will, that it will come to pass. The Lord doesn't say things that He doesn't mean. And in Scripture, as we read what the Lord said to Israel, and as He begins to lay out some foundational plans for the future of Israel, He he begins to speak to them. And this text is so clear because God didn't say, for I will cause it to happen For when the Lord uses such terms, as I will cause it to happen, means there will be a turn of events that will take place. But when God says, I will, He he means that there is nothing going to be predicated on anything else except the Word of God. And so God, absolutely bound by His Word, speaks clearly and says, for I am the Lord and I will. Now, the journey of this text that we're going to look into today proves very clearly that there is a purpose to everything that God does. God takes us through a journey. If you look through the text, you're going to see seven things that God says I will do. He said, I will bring you out of the burdens, out from the burdens of Egypt, and I will rid you of their bondage, and I will redeem you, and I will take you for my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord, and I will bring you in unto the land, and then I will give you the land for heritage. Now notice uh, there is a journey, a sequence that takes place in this text. As the Lord begins to promise, He doesn't promise to give them a land while they're still in bondage. He doesn't promise to bring them into a land while they have yet to be redeemed. He, He has not yet taken them for a while that they are carrying the burdens of Egypt. But if you look at the sequence of the text that the Lord is speaking to Israel here, He walks them through a journey of deliverance. He walks them through a journey. Can I pause for a moment to tell you that all of us are on a journey. And in this journey, we, we all are being brought from a place and we are being taken. To a location, God always has between the point of salvation and to the point of uh, the heritage. There is going to be a long journey, and oftentimes there will be certain landmarks that God will put there to remind us of the progress that we have made how many of you know what I'm talking about today we often will begin in this journey and and uh, oftentimes I things don't happen as fast as I'd like for them to I I, I want to see things happen more quickly and and uh, when they don't sometimes I will deal with a little internal discouragement and as I look internally I often have to stop and ask God Lord remind me of where I've been. Remind me of what you've done and how far that you've brought me. Remind me of the pit from which I was digged. Remind me, Lord, of and so along the way, there are these moments when the Lord said, I, I, I brought you up and took you, took the burdens of Egypt off of you, and I rid you from the chains of sin, and and I redeemed you with my own blood, and and I've taken you under myself, and I've I've kept you close to me, and and I have been your God through thick and thin, and you know, you know that I am the Lord, and 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 I'm bringing you into a place you've never been before, but you're not yet there, but you're on a journey. you're going to get there and when you get there there's going to be a heritage that is going to be placed on you and given to you and so we need those reminders and those landmarks in our journey to know that hey I see where I've been and I see we go over mountain peaks and we wonder God why am I going through the struggle why am I dealing with the test it's just another one of God's landmarks in your life so that when you feel like my Lord, I'm never going to get to the point of the inheritance. The Lord says, remember the mountain that I brought you over? Remember the valley that I brought you through? Those are just reminders of the point from which I first started dealing with you to where I'm trying to take you to. I feel the help of the Lord today. I came to preach to somebody that when God spoke, I will give you a heritage. He didn't mean that it's going to be an immediate heritage that I'm going to hand you today. But he does say that I am bound to my word Israel. That if you will stay in the journey I'm going to bring you out of bondage and there's going to be redemption in the process. And there's going to be a moment that you're going to realize that I'm your God and you couldn't make it without me. And there's going to be a moment that you're going to realize I'm finally walking in the land. But along the journey don't it discouraged because there is a heritage and I am bound by my word. God said, I will somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. I want to I want to speak to some people today that maybe uh, wondering about some of the things in your life. You, you wonder. We question. We all do. Uh, I'm not uh, exempt from the questioning uh, of God. I, 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 I try not to question God, but there's moments when I say, Lord, why? Why, Lord? I'm not understanding. I, I, why, why does the wicked perish, uh, prosper? Why does the wicked prosper, Lord? I I don't understand it. I uh, days of struggle. We look around and we say, Look at look at this person and what they are and what they represent. And it seems like life's going good for them. And here I am in my mess. Am I airing too much of my own laundry here, Lord? I'm discouraged. Why uh, everybody else seems to be doing good? I'm. I'm about the Father's business. I'm, I'm working and laboring. And Lord, I just can't hardly make ends meet. and can't hardly, Lord, I, I don't understand. Uh, you know, the, the tire goes flat and the car breaks down three in one week. Just when I thought I was going to catch a break, it seemed like everything, you know, just turns upside down. And Are you getting these moments? And it's not really, you can't put your finger on anything in life, but you just, it's just emotions. I know nobody knows what I'm talking about because you're all just, boy, you're even killed. You don't ever wake up and just feel like, man, it just feels like something's on me today. I'm just going through it, man. I, just, I don't know. I, I'm looking for joy, but I'm not finding it. Am, am I being too real today? To tell you that I, I face days of disappointments and discouragements and burdens. And, 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 and you all know that uh, they're those that are looking, looking, uh, looking up to you, they, they think that you never go through hard times. They think, you know, it's like your kids. They think you were made out of money. Broke, what's that? You still have checks left. we all deal with those things and so i'm i want to talk to somebody today that may you you there's moments you feel alone feel like god doesn't even know where you are maybe you feel forsaken occasionally you feel like you're forgotten hey god it's me over here you know i'm the one that you promised a heritage to but i'm over here and i think you lost my zip code because I hadn't seen or heard from you in a long time, Lord, and, 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 and I'm wondering what's going on. Can I just tell you today that God hasn't brought you this far to leave you here? He has started you on a journey and He has the ability to finish what He started in you. Every promise that God has ever given you, cling to it, hold on to it because if God said, I will, He is bound by His Word. If God promised you the salvation of your family, cling to it. If God promised you the salvation of your home, cling to it. If God promised you healing and hope, cling to it. If God said it, He will will do it he is bound by his word don't let emotions pull you down don't let events keep you captive God said it he will do it hold on to it hold on to it of course you know how the enemy is He'll even speak right to you, or or he'll send somebody else to speak when you say, "Man, I'm having a rough day. Boy, I can tell you are really it's gonna get worse. I'm not feeling well. Well, I had a I had a friend that they weren't feeling well and they died. Man, I woke up this morning, I got an allergy headache. Yeah, I had a friend had a headache, they ended up with brain cancer. Oh Lord. We get all worried and nervous. We're having a tough time. Yep, bank's probably going to foreclose on your house. Don't fret in the middle of the moment of hardship. God hasn't forgotten you. If he gave you a promise, oh, I'm, can, can I preach to myself for a little bit? If God gave you a promise that is beyond the mess that you're in right now, you're going to be okay through the mess you're in. Because God didn't give you a promise of tomorrow and plan on leaving you today. God didn't promise you a bright future and plan on leaving you in the dilemma you're in today. Just know I'm going through it today, but God's already spoken something in my future, in my tomorrow. And I will get out of this mess by the help of the Lord. I don't know when, I don't know how, but when God said I will, he will do it every time I stand upon his word. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning so powerfully, so strong. Hebrews 13 and 5, he said, I will never leave you. Well, that's what I told my wife. I'd never leave her, but the job calls. But when God said, I'll never leave you. He means every hour of every day and every moment and every situation and every hardship and every struggle and everything. God said, I will never leave you nor will I forsake you. I'm not leaving you for a moment and I'm certainly not going to forsake you for a long time. You can take it to the bank that when you go through the trouble, I'll go through the trouble with you. When you go through the hardship, I'll go through the hardship with you. He said, i started a work in you, and I am able to finish what I have started. So here's what the Lord said to to Egypt. He said, first of all, He said, I will bring you out from the burdens of Egypt. Israel is a type of the church. Egypt is a type of the world. Burdens is a type of stress and sin. The Lord said, I will bring you, church, out of the burdens of the world. I'm not going to put more on you than you can bear. I'm not going to let the world get the best of you. And then he said, I will rid you of their bondage well I tell you I'm trying to live for God but the old devil he just holding on to me no the Lord said I'll rid you from their bondage don't ever use the excuse that the world's got you and won't let you go because I've got scripture where the Lord said I'll, I'll rid you of their burdens and I will rid you of their bondage sin cannot hold what you repent over Well, see, I've got this addiction I can't quite break. When you repent over it, God will help you because the enemy is going to have to take his hands off. And it will happen. It will come to pass because the Lord has promised us to rid us from the bondage, from the entanglement of the world. And then the third thing he said, he said, I will redeem you. (laughs) Not putting that job on anybody else. The Lord said, I will redeem you. You know what that means? I will pay the price, whatever it takes to bring you out of Egypt and to rid you from their bondage. And I will pay the price, whatever it costs. And he goes to Calvary and sheds his blood and says, I will redeem you. Child of God, we have been redeemed by love divine. Oh, glory, glory, Christ is mine. All to him I now resign. For I have been redeemed. I come today to tell you we're not redeemed by corruptible things such as silver and gold from our vain conversations, but we have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. Is there anybody in this house today that's been redeemed? Anybody in this house today that's been brought out of the bondage of Egypt? Anybody today that's been delivered up out of the hand of the world and been redeemed, been blood bought, been turned in the right direction? You ought to give him praise this morning if God has brought you out and redeemed you. This world is not our home. I couldn't buy it. I couldn't pay for it. But his blood redeemed me. Oh, we give you glory today, Lord. And then then he says, I will take you unto me for a people. What he's saying is, you're going to be my peoples. You know what that means? You know who my people are, right? Well, I, you know, I was born into the Jordan family. Half of them are incarcerated. other half half crazy. Born into that family. I'm just kidding, by the way. I was blessed with a good family. few crazies, but for the most part. They're my people. And then I'm married into a family. And they're my people. Because I'm married into them. So they're my people. See, she, she and I became one. We people. (laughs) We two are one. She's got family. They're my they're my people. A lot crazy. But they're my people. And then I got friends and church members and and we've all kind of become well, you're all kind of my people. That means if I have a hard time, I, I know who I can call on. Because you're my people. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to do you wrong because you're my people. We're, we're family. We, we're more than just have things in common. When you become my people, you become part of my family. The Lord said, I'm going to do more than just know who you are and where you are. The government can do that about any time they want. Doesn't mean we're all on the same team. Some of you realize what I just said this afternoon. You're going to say, oh. But the Lord said, I will take Israel for my people. They're my kindred. I will engage myself unto them. Do you know that when you became saved, sanctified, and set free and on your way to heaven, part of the body of Christ, part of the bride of Christ, do you know that the church is engaged to Jesus? That parallel is drawn clearly in the Scripture. We're the bride, the church is the bride, he is the groom. He went to prepare a place so that he can come back, and there's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. I mean, it's a parallel all through the Scripture. It's that, and so the church, he has called out of the world, he has called out of bondage he has done all of these things for us and he said I'm going to take you unto myself and make you my people if you think God doesn't care about you why is he engaged to you if you think God is not concerned about you how in the world I talked to somebody the other day and they said well see I love Jesus I said no you don't look at me how do you know I don't I said Because the scripture says you don't. How so? I said, because the scripture says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So you can tell me you love Jesus, but if you love Jesus, you're going to keep his commandments. So I don't, well, you're judging. No, I'm not. I'm reading the scripture. Scripture judged you. I didn't judge you. Don't tell me you're going to go live like the world and tell me how much you love Jesus. You don't love Jesus if you're not keeping his commandments and striving. Well, I failed. Everybody fails. Well, yes, they do, but they're not doing it intentionally. Because when you intentionally go against God, when you intentionally just say, well, you know, I love Jesus, but I'm going to live how I want, you're not in love with Him. You're engaged, but you're cheating. Can I make it plain for you? You want to flirt with the world and claim to be part of His bride but he said i'm going to make you my people that's why i want to be part of a church that is making themselves ready for the day that the trumpet sounds and we're called out of here i don't want to have to get things right with everybody around here and say oh i got to leave all these i've been cheating on god with there ain't going to be no time he has going he is calling the church to be his people i got to hurry So he calls us to be his people. He has engaged himself to the church. Not to leave the church at the altar, but he desires to bring us into his house that where I am there, you may be also. So God didn't deliver you for the sake of delivering you. He didn't bring you out for the sake, but he brought you out because he wants to bring you in unto himself. Look at your neighbor and tell him he brought you out. Because He plans on bringing you in. See, He didn't bring you out to make you wonder, well, you know, things were good when we were all excited. When, we're, when it was all fresh and new, it was all good. Hang on. He's going to bring you in, but there's a journey. And He bought you with a price. He's not going to leave you for another. i got to hurry. And the Lord said, I will be to you a God. And you shall know I am the Lord. Here's the great promise in this this passage. The incredible promise in this passage is, first of all, he's saying, I will be a God unto you, and you're going to know it. If that's not fair warning that you're going to go through some things that ain't nobody but God going to be able to get you out of, and we think it's accidental, We may have enough scriptural basis to stand upon to know that God says, I'm going to let you get in some situations where you're going to have to know it was me. Otherwise, you'll think you're too smart, too wise, too good looking, too wealthy. Too educated, but he said, I'm going to let you get in some things that's going to bring you to a point of being humble, to recognize that you can't do it on your own. You have to have me in order to get out of. I will be to you a God, and you are going to know that I am the Lord. When you're going through hard times, just go ahead and know he is the Lord. He reigns. He is on top of everything. He is in control. And then he says, I will The sixth thing he said, he said, I will bring you in unto the land. Well, I want to go in unto the land, but I don't want the other five steps I have to go through. Not going to happen. The Lord is saying, I'm going to take you through this process. Before I bring you into the land, so he brings you out of bondage. He del- rids you from from, from the entanglements. <coughs> Pardon me. He said, "I will bring you into the land." So he brought you out in the first stanza, and he brings you in into the last, next to the last stanza of this text. Here's what I want to leave you with today. Don't worry about God leaving you all by yourself. He brought you out because he has a plan for your future. John chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Look at the I wills here. I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. None is as clear as the testimony of Israel. It was God, they said, that brought us out. When the death angel uh, came and passed over, it was God that saved them by blood. When the Red Sea needed to be parted with an enemy that was pressing down upon them, it was God that saved them. It was not of their own will. It was God that saved them. When they thought they would die from lack of water, it was God that provided them with the rock. And the scripture said, and that rock that followed them was Christ. God always provides. There was fresh manna every morning in the wilderness. They flip their tent flaps back. They look outside and look there. All we have to do is go out and pick up manna every morning. Just another word for you today that God said I will provide for you even in the wilderness. When you're going through it, it is already provided. All He's waiting is for you to have the faith to click your tent flaps loose and roll them back and look out and there it is. Get up and go get it. He hadn't brought them that far to leave them in their wilderness, but he brought them that far to bring them out. Hey, I came today to preach to somebody that we almost haven't made. I have heaven in sight. There may be another river to cross. There may be another mountain to climb. There may be another valley we have to go through, but I came today to tell you that God will keep his word. And I closed with the final statement. He said, and I will give the land to you that I promised Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Wait a minute. You made a promise to Abraham. Didn't you give it to Abraham? I sure did, but he didn't collect on it. Didn't you give it to Isaac? Yes, I did. I promised it to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But it's your turn to collect. You're going to collect on a promise that I didn't even make to you, but I made it back there, but the promise remains true because I said I will give it to your people. And when I told Abraham, I will make your seed like the, sea, like the sand of the seashore, I said, I will. I will keep my word. And so here we are today, way beyond where the Lord originally brought us out. But I want you to know that God has made promises to some of us that we've got to cling to and hold on to. The enemy would like for somebody to give up and to give out and to quit with heaven still in view. That's what the enemy wants. Here we can see heaven in view. We look at this world and the chaos and the trouble and the mess that this world is in don't give up don't throw in the towel don't quit now heaven is in clear view we're right here we've almost got it made we're we're about to hear him say well done don't quit now we've come too far by faith leaning on his arms we've come too far to turn back now how there is a heritage that the lord promised us he promised us heaven he promised us eternal life he promised us to be forever with him i come today to remind this church of something we've been through a lot we're still going through some things but oh hold on child of god god said i will save you i will bring you in unto myself hold on this morning and know of a surety that God will keep His promise. Stand with me today. Hold on to your promises. God said, I will. Maybe you're not walking where you need to walk with the Lord. I want to open these altars for a moment this morning and give you an opportunity. If there's one person in the room, maybe there's several, but if there's just one, it's worth taking the moment out here to just make an appeal to you today that if you're not walking in the promises of God you ought to step out and walk in the promises of God because God has some great promises for you he says if you repent he is faithful and just to forgive every response that God calls for from you and I he has an I will to back it up and to support it if we repent he forgives If we're baptized, the blood remits, removes the sin. If we'll take those first steps, he says, I will fill you with a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Maybe, child of God, you're walking through a hard time and feel like you're alone. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's just here for you today. If I've preached to you this morning, if I've reached you through the Word of God today, why don't you respond to what God is wanting to speak into your spirit? Ultimately, He's not wanting to leave you here, but He wants to bring you in and give you a heritage. He wants to give you a heritage this morning. He's loving you. He wants you to be close to Him and Him close to you. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed today. The altars are open, making it as easy as possible for everybody to feel free to step out from where you are today to make your way to the front of this room. But if the Lord is calling you this morning, why don't you respond to what God is calling you to do today? He's opened His arms to you today. I will. I will receive you under myself oh yes We've got some great and precious promises this morning. Stand on them today. Stand firm on what God has spoken.